2: Panthers, Panthers Insider, an in depth preview of the week. Kishani scores! On the Florida Panthers Radio Network, here's the voice of the Panthers, Doug Plagans.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to another exciting edition of the Panthers Insider Show. Doug Plagans here with you. Merry Christmas, happy holidays. We welcome you aboard. The Panthers have reached the Christmas break. Poor- portion of the National Hockey League schedule. They played on the road last night against the New York Islanders. So a uh, quick turnaround for me getting back on the air here back in South Florida. Now the Panthers fell short last night. It was a one game road trip to New York. The Panthers fell to the Islanders 5-1. We'll have some post game thoughts on that from both Paul Maurice, the Panthers head coach, as well as Matthew Kachuk, who leads the Panthers, uh, or should say is second on the Panthers in goal scoring. Scoring uh, this season, he scored the Panthers' lone goal last night. He's up to 40 points on the season in his first season as a Panther. So we'll hear from them coming up here shortly. Also, some instant reaction from Bally Sports Florida Panthers analyst Randy Moller, kind enough to stop by, caught up with him right after the game last night to get his thoughts uh, on the matchup. So we'll have that coming up this segment. Next segment, kind of a an at the break chat with Jamison Olive the lead writer from FloridaPanthers.com. You know him from the Territory Talk podcast. You know him from the second intermission of every Panthers radio broadcast. Caught up with Jameson. We'll have that. That coming up in just a little bit next segment and then kind of a best of segment later on in the program we'll have uh, a chat that i had with panthers forward zach dolloppy on a recent edition of the territory talk podcast we'll revisit that coming up later on in the program so lots to get to as we roll through this uh, episode of the panthers insider show no games for the panthers until the 29th no games in the National Hockey League uh, over the next few days. The league has reached the Christmas break portion of the schedule. The next Panthers game is the 29th. That's Thursday, 7 o'clock at FLA Live Arena, the first matchup of the season for the Panthers and their Atlantic Division rivals, the Montreal Canadiens. That's coming up on the 29th at 7. FloridaPanthers.com, Ticketmaster.com, 954-835-PUCK to get your tickets. And, well, folks, a reminder, you can still score our Holiday Hat-Trick Packages and catch all the savings. Get three Panthers games for just $99. Choose from our Victor Hat-Trick Package or Stanley Hat-Trick Package. Available while supplies last. Go to FloridaPanthers.com slash offers. And remember, folks, we still have those stocking stuffer packages as well. Celebrate this holiday season with your Panthers. The Panthers' January stocking stuffer pass has come to town. Get access to all six January Panthers home games for just $149 available while supplies last. Go to FloridaPanthers.com slash offers. Well, Doug Plagans here with you for the next hour, and we are going to get into... Getting uh, some thoughts from last night's game, the Panthers. With that loss to the New York Islanders, their record moves to 15-16-4. 35 games in, but you play 82. Still a lot of runway to go in this National Hockey League season. A lot of good teams. A lot of teams right in that mix competing for positioning in the Eastern Conference. So, obviously, the games are going to be big every night moving forward. But uh, let's get into here and... From uh, first, Panthers head coach Paul Maurice after that game last night, the Panthers fell 5-1 on the road to the New York Islanders. And well, here is, uh, or let's get first to the thought from uh, Matthew Kachuk of the Panthers. We'll have that coming your way right now. Panthers forward Matthew Kachuk. This was following last night's game. Then we'll hear from Paul Maurice. So here's Matthew Kachuk, Panthers forward, points leader on the season so far. His thoughts on the loss last night to the New York Islanders
0: you know we we deserve what we got tonight there's there's been multiple games where this year where we've probably de- where we definitely have deserved to win but tonight we didn't we played uh, not a very good game in front of Bob and um he did a hell of a job to keep us in it all night and just individually we we just lots of uh you not know, lots of mistakes but just probably cheating it is is the best way to put it and uh you can't do that against any team in this league well i mean first and foremost we've got to find a way to use this break to to get healthy um we have an extended break than most teams a couple extra days so just find a way i haven't been on a team where we've had this bad luck with with that but that's no excuse i mean at the end of the day there's still 20 guys going out there and we, we have to find ways to win i mean we are so behind where um we have to be right now and um i think that, that comes down to just every individual just finding a way to to make a, a bigger difference than what we have this year so um i think we have to we have to use it this break to be with our families and and have fun and um use this time and i know i'm i'm really looking forward to seeing family and hoping that uh you know we use this break as like a uh have like a fresh start when we come back because when we come back, there's there's not a lot of room for, uh, for losses for our group.
1: So Matthew Kachuk, Panthers forward right there, leads the team in points with 40, scored the lone goal last night. It was actually the opening goal in that loss to the New York Islanders, but it was all Islanders after that. Matthew Kachuk there with a, just a, a very candid, honest uh, assessment there following the game, and uh, he pointed to the injury bug that's hit the Panthers and it's something they just have had to battle with lately and we don't have any set timetables but we believe that uh things are getting better that the Panthers are getting closer to having the captain Alexander Barkov back in the lineup of course Radko Gudis working his way back we heard uh About a week or so ago that Anthony Duclair, who hasn't played yet this season, is now down to uh, week to week rather than uh, months. So that certainly is encouraging. The Panthers have been without some key players. Uh, Last night, Aaron Ekblad left in the first period and uh, and then was questionable to return, didn't return. So that's kind of a, a wait and see. We'll find out more after the break uh, as far as that's concerned so uh, the Panthers have been bitten by the injury bug a little bit uh, as of late but just something we'll have to battle through here's Panthers head coach Paul Maurice with his thoughts on the loss last night we were behind
2: it right from the start and never could never catch up our goalie was really good for I was good through the whole game and we didn't give him an opportunity to have a great night uh by the turnovers and then we, we hadn't I mean, we're the best forechecking checking team in the National Hockey League. We didn't forecheck. check Couldn't get a puck in deep, couldn't get it to go. Had absolutely no legs from start to finish. I mean, if you, you can't skate, you, you can't win. Right? You can't forecheck. you can't break pucks out, your hands don't work. We had no legs tonight. Everybody gets it, everybody needs it. We haven't had two days off at home in a month, so it'll be good for the guys to get a chance to do that.
1: Panthers head coach Paul Maurice uh, with some thoughts after last night's Panthers loss to the New York Islanders. Also after the game last night, I had a chance to catch up with Panthers TV analyst on Valley Sports Florida, Red Deer Randy Moeller. Let's dive right into that conversation. Immediate reaction following this one: the Panthers uh, fall tonight to the New York Islanders on the road, five-one. The final score uh, here with Randy Moeller, Panthers TV analyst on Valley Sports Florida. And Randy, the Panthers got the start they were looking for. They scored the first goal in the game, but uh, the New York Islanders, through getting chance after chance throughout the rest of the game, were able to eventually get a lead and, and build on that lead. What were your takeaways from this? one?
2: Well, then we've seen that so many times, Doug, where the Panthers come out and they have got good legs, good energy, and games, and Either they grab the lead or, you know, it's tied after the first period. And they seem to have the momentum. And then you go into the second and especially into the third period in these close games and the Panthers' inability to capitalize on their chances. The power play has been sputtering. Sometimes it, it's there. But when you need that that, that, that important goal, especially with a man advantage, and you're just unable to, uh, to convert, it, it, it seems like... It is. Uh, it's been a tough mentally for the Panthers, and it, and it dips in their energy level, and then they allow the opposition to really take command of the game. And it, you know, I mean, it, the Panthers gave up their their uh, a lot of chances. Sergey Bobrovsky in this game really gave them an opportunity. The first he half. held
1: the fort for a while.
2: He did, and and that and the Panthers were able to kill off those penalties as as well. Um, but so many times this year, and again tonight, where the Panthers have a one nothing lead and unable to really build off of that. Get the second goal. Get the third goal. We saw that. That was a, a rhythm that they got into last year when they won the President's Trophy, where they were just burying teams and not giving them an opportunity to come back. This year it's been a struggle, and too many times the Panthers uh, failed to score in their opportunities and in and around the net, whether you call it puck, puck luck, bad puck luck, whatever, but the bottom line is the Panthers have to find a way and get a reset going. Hopefully, they can get Barkoff and Goudis back in the lineup, get somewhat healthy, in order to make a run here. As we call it, the second half. Even though there's over 41 games, it's the second half of the season. The Panthers need to take this time off to, uh, you know, really get the focus back. And when they hit. The ice after the Christmas break that they're ready to go to put some points on the board. Yeah, Randy, the
1: break comes at a pretty good time, doesn't it? Because this Panthers team's had some guys going in and out of the lineup. Uh, obviously, Aaron Eckblad left the game uh, tonight against the Islanders, so there have been some guys banged up. But, you know, that's the story across the league. I think every, a lot of teams are probably looking at this saying that the break's coming at a, at a good time right now with uh, with guys leaving the lineup.
2: Yeah, and and, 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 and it just the, the disjointedness of the Panthers with the... Throwing out a different lineup, different lines, different deep airs. How many games this year where the Panthers have either been had to dress one short or lose a key player early in the game? Ekblad tonight against the Islanders. Now the Panthers are down the five defense, and you're forcing Montour and Forsling to play minutes way above what they should. And then the fatigue factor comes in when you're trying to come back in the third period, and it just doesn't it just doesn't materialize. So if the panthers can stay out of the stay away from the injury bug Get a healthy lineup and get some momentum and feel good about themselves, and get some consistent goaltending. You know, there's been some too many inconsistencies with their goaltending in the first half. That has to improve as well.
1: I note from tonight: Giovanni uh, Smith made his, his debut for the Panthers and threw a big hit on his first shift. And then uh, I mentioned it with Ryan Lomberg, had a chance to talk to him after the first period. But uh, not many better ways to endear yourself to your new teammates than to go drop the gloves with a tough customer like Matt Martin. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure that uh, you know was a, a good uh, a good boost there for a little bit there for the team to see a guy step in and, and do that yeah and and the Panthers are gonna need that they
2: they you know without Hornquist in the lineup uh, that takes away a lot of the the bite that the Panthers have and then that tough mentality and work along the boards and I think Smith can can really uh, bring a valuable aspect Uh, for the Panthers, and and hopefully he can get himself and and get on a line with a couple of consistent line mates because that will make a difference as well with the chemistry.
1: Well, Randy, uh, we thank you very much for stopping by. Some immediate reaction after this one. Uh, Have a Merry Christmas, and we'll talk to you after the break. Thanks, Doug. So, Randy Moeller, Panthers analyst on Bally Sports Florida, stopped by immediately after the game last night. Had a chance to get some thoughts from him uh, after that one on the island. So, the Panthers fell last night, so they go into the Christmas break here. They'll play again coming up on the 29th. That's Thursday against Montreal. Panthers fans, Student Rush back for the season. Come party with your Panthers once again. Enjoy student-exclusive pricing for select games. Go to FloridaPanthers.com for game dates and more. Information. Some thoughts from Jamison Olive coming up next. We talked first half of the season. We talked last night's game. We talked some topics from around the National Hockey League. Jamison Olive from FloridaPanthers.com, the Territory Talk Podcast. He'll stop by on the other side of the break. We'll chat with him. Doug Plagans with you. This is the Panthers Insider Show on the Florida Panthers Radio Network. Time for Laura, the
3: Panthers Insider on the Florida Panthers Radio Network. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Doug Plagins here
1: with you. It's the Panthers Insider Show. Once again, Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays to everybody tuned in. Panthers back at it on the 29th. That's Thursday at 7 at FLA Live Arena against Montreal. FloridaPanthers.com, Ticketmaster.com, 954-835-PUCK to get your tickets. Panthers on the road the next night. That's Friday, and then they will be back home for New Year's Day, 5 p.m. against the New York Rangers. Tuesday, January 3rd, 7 p.m. against the Arizona Coyotes. Get your tickets at FloridaPanthers.com and Ticketmaster.com. Well, after last night's Panthers loss on Long Island to the New York Islanders, had a chance to catch up with James Sonala from the Territory Talk podcast from FloridaPanthers.com. Let's dive right into that conversation. All right, well, Jameson, looking at the game last night, we'll touch on this one. But overall, we'll look at some bigger topics from the early part of the season. But Jamison, looking at the game last night against the New York Islanders, the Panthers got the start they were looking for, just didn't get the finish they were looking for. Uh, both teams were without some key players. Uh, when you look at that game, what stands out from a night ago? Obviously, like I said, Matthew Chuck got things going. Sergey Mabrowski made some saves, held the fort for a while. But uh, ultimately, it was the Islanders who outlasted the Panthers in that one.
3: I, I think Paul Marie said it best after the game, and that was just the Panthers really just had no legs in that game uh, for whatever reason. Obviously, they're dealing with a lot of injuries. A lot of guys have a lot of miles on the tires right now with you know how much they've been playing this season, um, filling in those holes up and down the lineup, uh, You know, heading into this break, this break that is so important for this team as they look to kind of reset, recharge. But... It, I mean, both eye test and the numbers just didn't look good for the Panthers for the first time in a, a, a long time, honestly, because win or lose this season, the Panthers have typically been able to play their game. There's been a lot of games where they look dominant, they've been dominant, and they've lost. Um, and I think you and I've talked about this before. I mean, the, the Panthers have deserved to win quite a few games they've lost and haven't really lost too many games they deserve to win. So for for the Cats there, I mean, you look at you know, the underlying numbers, and the Islanders were just dominant, you know, they they doubled them up in you know, shot attempts, scoring chances, all the important numbers, high danger shot attempts, and it, it, if you just watch the game from start to finish, it kind of felt like the Panthers never really had the puck, and the Panthers are at their best, like most teams are when they do have the puck, so uh, for the Cats, I think, you know, one of the shining lights was Sergei Obrowski, he was really strong again, and you know, most of the guys after the game, you know, after Chuck was talking about it, they feel like one of the worst parts about that loss is they let Bob down because Bob, once again, gave him a a really good shot to win that game. So uh, for the Cats, definitely, you know, a a game they're going to want to forget. They're going to want to move on from, and hopefully, you know, that's the game we look back at after this break is saying, you know, that was kind of the bottom. Then they went into the break, came out and, you know, really rid of the ship.
1: And a couple of things going off what you said there. I think it's worth talking about Sergey Bobrovsky because, Uh, let's not forget it it was a a few weeks back when Paul Maurice had a a big media availability in Winnipeg. Obviously there were a lot of folks there that wanted to talk to him and they asked him about, uh, about the goaltending. And at that point in time, we're talking a few weeks back. uh, They said, he said that Sergei Bobrovsky was working through a few things at that point. And, you know, they were in a stretch where Spencer Knight had gotten the bulk of the starts. Well then when the Panthers returned from that Western Canada trip, Spencer Knight uh, came down with that non-COVID illness, sidelined him for a bit. During that time, it was Sergei Bobrovsky's goal crease, and whatever he was working through, it appeared that he had worked through it because recently, even though he hasn't maybe gotten the win-loss results that he'd like individually, as you said right there, he's given the Panthers a chance to win every night. And after the morning skate uh, on the island, Paul Maurice said when he came out of the tunnel in Winnipeg, it was almost as if Sergei Bobrovsky was, uh, you know, bringing a a chip on his shoulder, an anger to the goal crease. What can you say about what Sergei Bobrovsky has been able to do here in this uh, last stretch of games where
3: he's gotten the lion's share of the action? Yeah, when Paul said that, I kind of had to double-take a little bit because, I mean, you and I can both attest, I'm sure he gets angry on the ice, but off the ice, Sergei Bobrovsky is the most even-keeled man we've ever met so just imagine him angry is kind of a funny thing to think about but yeah i think the way you look at it and the way he came out there i think you can say you know he came out angry and he just kind of took the bowl by the horns and you know heading into that game on long island he'd started seven of the last eight he had a save percentage in that span um like you said deserved better results in a lot of those games so for the panthers i think you you look at that and obviously Knighter already went on a run spencer knight went on a run earlier in the year he played really strong now Bob's having his run. So the team can once again look at both guys and say, you know, we're really confident in both these guys, no matter who we're rolling out. But right now, just given, you know, the fact that they do want these guys to get into rhythms, they do want to ride hot hands, even though, like you said, the wins and losses haven't been what they should be. Bob's had a hot hand. Bob's put this team in a position to win every single time he's been out there during this stretch. Um, and that's exactly what you're going to need in the second half. You're going to need both goaltenders, but you're definitely gonna need at least one guy to really kind of, you know, carry the heavy workload and be the guy that really does get in that rhythm where they can put the team in a position to win every single night.
1: Team debut for Giovanni Smith on the island. And again, talking to Jameson Sonala from FloridaPanthers.com, the Territory Talk podcast here, kind enough to stop by the Panthers Insider Show, uh, reacting to the game on the island. Also just talking about some uh, topics of the last few weeks, but the Panthers organizationally get Giovanni Smith in the trade from Detroit. He plays one game in Charlotte, gets the call-up to the Panthers for the game against the Islanders. And his first shift threw a big hit, uh, and then later on in the game fought Matt Martin, not too much later on in the game, but fought Matt Martin, who's uh, been one of the toughest customers in the league for a long time. He brings a dimension to this team that maybe they haven't had. They have some sandpaper-type guys, but, uh, but Giovanni Smith, is a a big, tough customer. Paul Maurice described him as a four-checker, but he's not afraid to mix it up if he has to. He's just a a big, strong guy who can, you know, stand up for his teammates. He can try to reverse the flow in a hockey game, whatever he needs to do. But what would you like about uh, him getting in there and just him uh, being acquired by the Panthers organization, like I said, just brings another dimension and a unique skill set to this team?
3: Yeah, you can never have too many guys like Giovanni Smith, and I, I like what he did in his debut like I said, asserting himself right away with a big hit and then a fight, you know, immediately becomes a guy that's getting a lot of love in that locker room for the Panthers. So um, for him, you know, let's not forget, this is only his second team he's ever played for. You know, he was drafted by the Red Wings, developed there, played 85 games over there over parts of four seasons. And now he's getting a fresh start, change of scenery here with the Cats. And I think what stood out to me the most other than just that start was just the the physicality throughout the game. You know, he had four hits against the Islanders. That was the most on the Panthers and although it didn't, you know, flip the switch, like maybe they were hoping he definitely gave the Panthers several shots in the arm throughout the game with his play. So um, it's another guy for the Panthers. They have a lot of depth with guys like Giovanni Smith. There's a lot of battles for guys, you know, for the time for those spots, especially as this team is going to get healthier heading into the second half. But, you know, first impressions of Giovanni Smith, you have to like what you see.
1: And uh, in mentioning Giovanni Smith, talk about some of the other guys who've come up from, uh, from Charlotte here lately and, yeah, the Panthers have lost some key players lately. They've got some guys working their way back. We we'll talk about that here in a minute. But how impressed have you been with guys like Zach Dalby, Grigory Denisenko? I know he's uh, he's not uh, up currently, but Alexei Heponiemi's been up a couple of different times to uh, to fill some some holes when needed. The Panthers have had some guys come up and and do a pretty admirable job stepping in. It's impossible to replace guys like. Alexander Barkov, like Radko Gudas, but uh, there have been some guys who've come in and, and done a pretty admirable job of it.
3: Yeah, and Matt Kirstow as well. You can throw him in there. Uh, really help with the Panthers' blue line. when uh, Radko Gudas has been out here during this stretch, but you know, I, those all those guys have been really impressive. And, of course, some of those guys, more veteran guys, like the Chris Tierneys and Zach Delpes of the world, some of the guys, you know, those those younger guys, the Heppany the Denisenkos of the world, and, you know, older, young, experienced, you know, not experienced, all those guys have been bringing really good efforts each and every night in these games. And uh, Dalpeys, one guy in particular, I know we've talked about him a bunch, but just to see what he's been able to do, this is an extended call-up for him. You know, he's used to, in recent seasons, popping up for a game or two. But with the injuries with the Panthers have had, he's had a real good chance here to actually Settle in with the Panthers and just, you know, great energy, great locker room guy. And you, you see it out there each and every shift, he's given it his all. So just a, a guy that, you know, at 33 years old really sets the bar high for everyone else, even as a call up. I, I really do think, you know, sometimes call ups come up they're a little quiet. They're just like, all right, I'm here to, you know, chip in, help stick around as long as I can. But you, you look at what he's done. And he says the same, you know, he always says, you know, he's just going up there to bring some energy, but he, he brings more than that. And you really do see the guys responding to him and his play. Um, and for Denisenko, you know, it's a former first round pick right there for the Panthers. This is probably, you know, the first time we've seen him up here have a real extended look like he's had now in quite a while. He was hurt last year. Um, so I like what I've seen from him, you know, all these guys coming up, they're, they're building some tape, they're building some confidence, and they're all fighting for that future call up when the Panthers do get healthy, but do need guys down the line.
1: Yeah, we talk about it all the time. A lot of folks get fixated on the uh, opening night roster and things like that. But you need to run much deeper than uh, than 23 over the course of a full season uh, in order to have success. Jameson, coming up here on the Christmas break, of course, the Panthers will be back in action on the 29th against Montreal and then the next night on the road against Carolina. So they're going to be diving right back into the schedule but uh do you view the christmas break as kind of the the end of the first half beginning of the second half do you look at that as the all-star break do you look at it just from a straight mathematical perspective when you have 41 in the books that's the first half then you start the next 41 uh, or just because of how compact how tightly crowded this eastern conference is with quality opponents uh, do you think that push for the playoffs kind of
3: starts now It kind of does. And I always view this break as kind of the assessment break. This is the time where all the teams can get together. They can look at themselves and say, what do we need to do? What's going right? What's going wrong? Because there's still time. That's the most important thing about the Christmas break. There's still time. There's almost 50 games left for most of these teams. They can look around and say, you know, this isn't working. That's working. You know, we like this, but we need to change this. So I, I think it is the maybe the most important break just because I think it sets you up for the rest of the season. I mean, you are talking about the All-Star break, but by the time you get to All-Star, there's only a couple of weeks left until the trade deadline. By then, most teams know what they're going to do, where they stand. Um, so this is kind of the last break to make a difference. And I think it's a really important break for the Panthers. And, you know, Matthew Gachuk talked about it after the loss to the Islanders. As is He still has a lot of belief in the guys. In the room in this team still thinks this, these guys can be a playoff team, but they do have to flip that switch and go on a run here at some point, which they are capable of doing. I mean, they have Went Healthy, they have Barca they have Kachuk, they have Verhigie, they have all these guys that are really good guys. They have a really talented roster. They just got to find a way to do it. And they can, you look around the league. There's so many teams that I'm not saying they need to go on a, a devil's 13 game winning streak, but there's teams that win, you know, seven of nine, six of eight. Uh, and that's all the Panthers need. They just had a good solid, you know, eight to 10 game stretch to suddenly be right back there in the thick of it right you know potentially even in a playoff spot after a run like that so uh for the cats i think they're going to do a lot of you know internal looking here see what they got see what they need to change and you know then they're going to try they're just going to see if they can flip that switch and see what happens here heading out of holiday break
1: two more before we let you get going uh, as far as the injuries are concerned we know aaron Eckblad left the game on the island i know it's probably going to be a, a wait and see there but it sounded like everybody was getting pretty optimistic as far as Barkov working his way back, Gudis working his way back, things like that. Have you heard anything new there? Is that going to be kind of a, a wait until uh, wait until after the break, as far as uh, as far as who's on their way back? It sounds like the Panthers uh, could uh, could use this break certainly uh, positively in terms of being able to get some guys the rest they need.
3: Yeah, Radko Gudas in particular, who I think's been you know a, a really big loss for the Panthers, just for all the stuff he brings to the ice, uh, not only just. You know, in terms of his play, but in terms of his leadership, uh, it's been a tough loss for the Cats here recently. He's actually been a full participant in practices and morning skates for a while now. He was a game time decision for a bit. And then I think the team just kind of said, you know, at this point, let's just wait for the holiday break. At least that's what it felt like. Uh, But he looks like definitely he should be ready to go come out of the holiday break. Uh, And Paul Maurice has said as much. And then they also said Barkov was was tracking for a similar return. And we've seen Barkov skating um before practices and before morning skates here recently hasn't been with the main group but obviously you know when you're Alexander Barkov that's the guy that always fights to get back pretty quickly so that's definitely maybe the uh, not even maybe the top thing will be monitoring coming out of the holiday break. You know, he is the Panthers' captain. He is their superstar. Um, but he, the, the fact that he's been skating, the fact that he's been out there uh, already on the ice, is definitely a good sign. And then you look at a guy like Anthony Duclair. The Panthers have been waiting for him for for a long time. Had a surgery in the off season, but he's been in a yellow no contact year. The he's been skating before morning skates and practices. Sometimes lingering around a little bit to hang out with the guys here and there, but. Um, I think it was a couple weeks ago at this point, maybe almost even two weeks ago that Paul Maurice said, you know, he started skating again and in about two weeks, it's going to become hard skating. So I think he's starting to enter that hard skating period now where he's really going to start to push himself a bit more Um, because let's not forget, I mean, it, being off the ice for as long as these guys are, it takes a lot of time to get back into game shape, to get the legs where they need to be. But the fact that he already is where he's at, you know, maybe he's ready to come back mid, mid-January, mid end of January, regardless. But uh, like I've said before, you know, that's going to be a huge boost for the Panthers. And They just need to, you know, leave the door open for him to come back and make a difference in important games. So, um, honestly, you know, it's been a really tough start to the season with injuries, but you look at where the guys are at right now, depending on what's happening with Ernie and Of course, we won't find anything about that until we get back from the break. But in terms of goodis, in terms of Barkov, it seems like guys are finally starting to come back here at the right time for the Cats.
1: One last one here for you, Jamison Olive from FloridaPanthers.com. Uh, we are a hockey show here, and uh, hey, last night uh, the Washington Capitals played the Winnipeg Jets. Alex Ovechkin got his 802nd goal, moving into second all-time. Uh, I guess we could just start with, Jamison, I'm not sure in my lifetime I thought anybody anybody else other than Wayne Gretzky would pass Gordy Howe. Well, it happened last night. Uh, Are you are you surprised to see another name up there uh, above Gordy Howe? Now, as Alex Ovechkin passed him?
3: Oh, for sure. I mean, that's such an impressive feat. We've talked about it before. Um, Obviously, in hockey, there's a lot of story records, and Wayne Gretzky holds a lot of them. But just to even get near a guy like Gordy's huge, uh, just just for all he's meant to the game, and just what a legend he is, and for Ovechkin. You know, I'm definitely one of those guys. I think most people around the league are now pretty confident that he's going to catch and pass Wayne Gretzky, just given the fact that he seems so committed to it. The fact that he's not slowing down at all really much. I mean, obviously, he's no longer Primo Vetchkin, but he's still doing so many of the things that he's done so well for so many years in this league. And I think when you think about guys breaking records like that, you kind of think of guys at the end of their careers you know, guys that are just just hanging on and just getting a couple more goals there at the end. Taking uh, a victory lap. That's not what's happening here. A few more counting stats just to, to go out there and get the photos and, you know, wave to the fans. But, I mean, Ovechkin right now, 41 points, 22 goals in 36 games. He's still, you know, the number one weapon for the Washington Capitals. And that's another reason why, He's gonna hang on, and he's gonna pass Wayne. And you know, you and I talked about it before. I, I, I don't feel like it's getting maybe the 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 worldwide national buzz that it should be getting. That he's on this run, and uh, that hopefully that changes. And I think that obviously should change when he does get to the point where he's chasing down Wayne, because forever and ever, I mean, and most of his records are still gonna be untouched for forever and ever. But for anyone to break anyone of Wayne Gretzky's records, that's just unfathomable. So for Alex Ovechkin to now. Al- you know, have number 99 in the crosshairs and chasing him down from here on out. That's definitely going to be a a journey that I hope is really highlighted and people really tune into as it unfolds over the next few seasons here.
1: Yeah, that's the big thing. I hope people uh, give it the the attention it deserves because like I said... Uh, You and I aren't uh, aren't that old by any means, but I'm not sure either of us thought that, uh, you know, going back years. If you asked me 20 years ago, do I think somebody would potentially pass Wayne Gretzky's all-time goal-scoring record? I don't think I would have said it would ever happen. uh, I'm with you now. I think it is going to happen. It's a a matter of uh, when, not if. Jameson Olive, FloridaPanthers.com, kind enough to stop by the Panthers Insider Show. Uh, Jameson, enjoy the Christmas break. Merry Christmas to you. We thank you very much for stopping by, and uh, we'll talk to you when we get back to action here in a few days. Same to you, Doug. Thanks. Thank you. That is Jameson Olive from FloridaPanthers.com, the Territory Talk podcast. And Cats fans, stay on top of all things Panthers. Check out the latest episode of the Territory Talk podcast with... Me and all of for exclusive team interviews and more. See the newest episodes at FloridaPanthers.com slash Territory Talk or wherever you find your podcast, Territory Talk presented by Baptist Health. When we come back, we will revisit a conversation I had with Panthers Forward Zach Dalpy. That's coming up on the other side of the break. Panthers Insider show, folks, right here on the Florida Panthers Radio Network.
3: Let's get back to the Panthers Insider on the Florida
1: Panthers Radio Network. Welcome back, Panthers Insider Show. We'll get to a chat that I had with Zach Delphi of the Panthers just recently on an episode of the Territory Talk podcast. Doug Plagan's here with the Panthers fans. Come to the dark side. Get chats of their annual Star Wars night with a take on Nashville, March 2nd at 7. Purchase. Your ticket package today includes a limited edition Star Wars night t-shirt, plus a meet and greet with Star Wars characters. Go to FloridaPanthers.com for more information. Well, had a chance to catch up with Zach Dalby for the Territory Talk podcast recently. Let's revisit that conversation right here. All right, well, uh, Zach, first, uh, just talk about coming here to the Panthers, what the group's been like, and, and what it's meant to uh, get back into the Panthers group and into the NHL here.
4: Yeah, I mean, I, I've said it a million times. I feel like it's pretty... Repetitive, but to be, you know, 33 and like a guy that still is looked upon as a call up, I I think that, you know, um, I'm very fortunate. Obviously, hard work has got me to this point, and uh, I just love doing it. I love being at the rink. I I really don't know when I want to stop playing because I get the taste like this, and someone's going to have to take my skates away from me for sure. So, the group's been great to answer your question. It's, I mean, as an older guy, it's like you kind of know the lay of the land, so you you uh keep quiet until somebody wants
1: to chat and then you and then you open up so um it's been great and just going off that a couple things first that that leadership role that you've had in the american hockey league what does it what does it mean to you to almost be an extension of the coaching staff uh, in a sense and to be such a resource for so many of the young guys who are just uh, you know getting their taste of pro hockey and and you come here and uh, like you said you you know your way around so you're kind of a calming presence here as well what's it what's it mean to have that role within the organization
4: uh, I love it. I mean, I, I'm, I like to help people in general, and the fact that I get to do it, like in the hockey room or in the in the dressing room uh, and around the around the rink, has been. A cool reward for me. I mean, my mom's not around anymore. Uh, I feel like I have to carry on how she was as a people person. Um, she owned a little ta- a little store in a small town and helped a lot of people out. And I feel like I could uh, live on in that uh, regard. So um, it's been great. You're a buffer, but like you said, you're a buffer between the coach and the players. But you still have to be a hockey player too. So um, it's a lot of. Uh, a
1: juggling act but something that i've really enjoyed and in mentioning uh being an extension of the coaching staff mm-hmm. in a sense uh, you're pretty familiar with the head coach here paul mm-hmm. maurice was was in carolina when you first broke in uh, what's it like coming here and you know seeing him here as the head coach and as a result does that kind of help you know the expectations uh, as soon as you walk in the door with uh, a coach that you're familiar with
4: yeah i mean it's funny i was at a different point in my life I was like a 20 year old rookie that you know pretty green at the time Uh, and Mo was a lot more intimidating not that he's an intimidating guy but to me he was Uh, and then you kind of grow up and and get around the league and then you come back and like you're in a different spot in your life, he might be in a different spot in his life, and and it just seems like it works. Um, You know, he lets me play, obviously gives me uh, constructive criticism when needed, but he's just been letting me play and, and, you know, trusting my skating and and everything that I bring, so it's been fun.
1: And he's mentioned, too, just how your games evolved over time. And I think any good any good hockey player, regardless of what position you're playing, where you are in your career, I think you kind of always have to be evolving your game because the sport is, right. is kind of always evolving. If uh, if you had to look at your game, how are you able to take different bits and pieces from each stop you've made along the way and, and just add them to the mix? Yeah, I mean,
4: I think that old saying, like adapt or die, it's, you know, I, to have a long career, you do have to adapt. And um, 13 years in now, I've, I've picked up you know maybe a bigger body than I was when I started which you know to my strengths uh, down low and and skating and speed and and things like that um, like I said I was like a skinny rookie that got pushed around a lot so along the way I've kind of more so learned the defensive side of the puck and that's what's kind of kept me coming back into the league so to be trusted upon from the coach um, but obviously I'm still learning too and that's like the best part about hockey is like the game can kind of change just like that and into the summer you got to adapt even more work on skating work on a different stylistic handling or something and it's just been fun
1: and the Panthers recently have obviously had uh, a need for a number of guys to come in from Charlotte and and provide a boost and and fill some spots where some guys have been out of the lineup for for different reasons and everybody's come in here and made a pretty seamless transition made impacts in different ways what is it about the the system that Jordy's got going down there in Charlotte that makes it easy for guys to come in here and, and just blend in
4: yeah, I mean, not to take credit away from the players, but I, I owe a lot to our success f- to Jordy um, and obviously the coaching staff and, and everybody down there. But Jordy's he's a, he's a pro, like he's a coach that has us practicing hard every day, um, has us doing good habits, um, has us playing on the right side of the puck. And I think coming up, you're just more comfortable because... You know, the bright lights of the NHL can kind of get to you, but the fact that we've practiced so hard down there and we play such a hard game, it just translates into the speed of the NHL. And uh, I owe a lot to Jordy uh, personally. And I think it says a lot to his uh, extension of the staff. We've all come up and had some success.
1: And I understand uh, your your kids were at the game a couple of days back. Uh, What was that like to to have them here? And and, uh, how do they take in the experience?
4: yeah they definitely uh well it's funny because it might just seem like a meaningless game to a lot of people but that was the first time all three of them have watched me play in the nhl um you know over the years with covid and stuff it just hasn't worked i've had two covid babies so um it was special i said to my wife like that's gonna be a night that i won't ever forget even though it was just like a, a random tuesday night or whatever the case was against detroit but um yeah to have them here and and uh you know i was holding back tears and and it's funny now they they spent a lot of money at the team store (laughs) and took advantage of the discount and now uh they both got their uh well two of them have their florida panthers backpacks and they're showing off to their Friends at school and stuff, so it's such a cool payoff for me.
1: And so, and, and even that much more, especially you said they're they're old enough to know what's mm-hmm. what's going on and what's at stake and, and what the whole thing means. That's got to really add to it as well.
4: Yeah, yeah. It's funny they're diehard Checkers fans, and then now they're in, I'm up here, and now they're like diehard Panther fans. And and uh, you know, a couple guys were were nice enough like Chucky Ecky Montour to sign some sticks for them. And uh, to me, like that that goes such a long way, and it says a lot about the group we have here. And You know, those are memories that they're going to remember for the rest of their lives. Um, You know, they tried to get in the dressing room the one game, but it was a loss, so... I had to tell them no, and they were all mad. But I, liked, I like stuff like that. It's funny because it's, it shows that they care and they want to be around more. So it was fun.
1: And just to, turning back the clock, I like to, since we're, we're here on Territory TV. Talk on our podcast and we like to like to peel back the onion a little yeah, bit yeah. To, and tell people a little bit about uh, your journeys, where you came from, uh, just looking back, uh, I'm, I'm looking at, looking at your Hockey DB page. You played in Penticton. That was yeah. uh, in the BC Junior League going way back. And a lot of people may not realize that the Penticton Vs and the BC Junior League have a ridiculous history of 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 winning yeah i mean just a lot of success and a lot of accomplished uh alumni you had a brother who went through the program uh, after you did there but how'd you wind up going uh, all the way across canada to play for them
4: yeah, I was playing Junior B in Stratford, Ontario, which is another like um, very rich history of winning uh, in Ontario. I think a lot of people, if anyone from Canada listens to your podcast from Ontario, they'd understand a lot of NHLers have came through there. And I got a full ride to Ohio State, but they weren't comfortable with me just playing Junior B uh, the year before school. So they floated the idea of flying out to Penticton. Now I'd never been away from home. Uh, Five-hour flight scared me, but once you kind of touch down in the Okanagan, you're like, "Oh my god, I don't want to leave." So, um, Fred Harbison, who's still the coach uh, and general manager there and president, he was. It was his first year there. We won the whole league. Um, yeah, I think it did like so much for my career as far as like being away from home and growing up and. I still talk to my billets uh, regularly, and uh, you know the fact that I got to go there and win and be on such a rich history team before
1: Ohio State was uh, something cool for sure. And I got to ask you too, off the ice. Uh, there are some videos if folks are interested. You playing guitar? You're pretty good. Got to say, uh, when did you pick that up? Is that something you started doing as a kid, or is it a hobby you just kind of got into later? Are you and the guitar. When did it all happen?
4: Um, I mean, I grew up in like a very like music-oriented household, meaning there was always a radio on. Um, Dad threw Tragically Hip on all the time, Counting Crows, you know. So it was like I got into that music early. And then, you know, the guitar my mom played, and she was a very good singer. So I obviously wanted to do what she did. So I've been playing, like, live for, like, 10 years. I've done a bunch of weddings and and bars and stuff and team (laughs) events. So. It's been something that I've really enjoyed. I got to play in Nashville at Tootsies, which is cool. I'll cross that off my bucket list. So it's definitely like a good, well, with kids now, you don't really get to play as much. But when you get when you get out of the rink, you just go home, and it can be pretty monotonous, right? Like it can be pretty boring, and uh, you pick up the guitar and, and strum along. It's It's been fun, and it's something that, you know, once I'm done playing, I'm going to get into it more and get into the live gigs, and I think it'll be cool. You heard it-
1: so you heard it right there uh, down the road sometime. You'll be able to book Zach Delpy for uh, your event. Uh, he is, uh, He's quite a musician. Good conversation, too. Great to revisit that one here, folks, on the Panthers Insider Show. And that's from the Territory Talk podcast. If you've never listened to the Territory Talk podcast, floridapanthers.com slash territory talk, you can find all the old episodes there. But that just about takes us up to the end of the program here this week. Panthers paused for the Christmas break. Back at it Thursday at 7 against Montreal at home. Florida, Panthers.com Ticketmaster.com, 954-835-PUCK to get your tickets. Uh, big thanks to Zach for the time. Thanks to Jamison Olive, Randy Moeller for stopping by the show as well. We'll be back at it coming up on Thursday at 7 when the Panthers welcome. Will and the Montreal Canadiens. Again, uh, Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays to everybody tuned in out there. And uh, we uh, wish uh, the best to you and yours over the, the uh, next few days here, of course. And as I said, we'll be back at it Thursday at 7 o'clock. Panthers and the Canadiens at FLA Live Arena. But uh, until then, folks, we thank you very much for being on board here on another edition of On a Saturday morning of the Panthers Insider Show. Folks, Doug Plagans here with you. Thanks again for being with us today. This has been the Panthers Insider Show right here on the Florida Panthers Radio Network.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.